it's like we're the same person we're both trying to get things out and we can't and it's so f and it's actually hilarious when we're like arguing like me arguing with an almost five-year-old and we're just we can't get things out of our mouth and it's like okay let's take a break and I will say I, I will tell her okay let's take a break let's breathe and then we can continue so that you know so I don't because I don't want her to feel the same way I did growing up I'm Maya Chupkov, and I'm a woman who stutters. Welcome to Proud Stutter, a show about stuttering and embracing verbal diversity in an effort to change how we talk about it, one conversation at a time. Welcome back to Proud Stutter. That clip you just heard is from today's episode. Lupita is talking about what it sometimes is like between herself and her daughter, who also stutters. Lupita is a covert stutter working in the social services field. We talk about filler words, what it's like to be a woman who stutters in the professional setting, and her process for becoming more comfortable in her stutter. Our guest co-host for today is Jay Schiffman, the founder of Choose Your Struggle, a company that aims to end stigma and promote honest and fact-based education around substance misuse and recovery. Jay talks about his struggle with mental health, substance misuse, and addiction, and uses his platform and voice to educate, entertain, and empower. Here's our conversation with Lupita and Jay. So Lupita, you and I met on social media and I guess my first question is around what was your first interaction with the stuttering community and how have you how has your stutter outlook changed over the last few months? I didn't really have much of uh like participation or really interaction with the stuttering community um i've been a and until i came across um you and the the podcast and um i've always been a uh, covert stutter and i have um, family members uh, a few family mem members who are um who also stutter um and it's always been kind of like just keep it on the low, uh, don't really talk about it. Um, some interactions when I was younger was kind of like um, to make fun of so I, that I never really made any effort to learn about stuttering or um, I didn't even know like the, there was a community like I that was totally new. Um, so it was very it was very nice. It was emotional and it was just really special to um, to learn and to come across proud stutter. That makes me smile so big. <laughs> um, I'm so glad you're here and whether you like it or not, you're part of the proud stutter community. So I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> yes, definitely. And it's slowly, but surely kind of getting out there and being open about my stutter and, and then also like learning 
about myself and learning that I've throughout my whole life I've had to um, like make my own like tricks or tactics to hide my stutter which is something that I've learned that other people do too um, and I learned it through your podcast and it was just I was mind blown and I was like oh my gosh I do that and I do this and I feel that too so it was just it's been just so great to be able to um, listen to you and your guests and just relate and it feels so good and I'm curious did you tell your family that you were doing this interview I know you said that you don't really talk about it too much so this is probably a big step for for you. Yes, this is um, a huge, and I did tell my sister about it, and she's the only one that knows about it that I'm doing this. She's been she's been a huge support, and um, and like I said, slowly getting um, comfortable with my stutter and being able to like accept and and uh, and let people know that I that I stutter and kind of get away from the um, tricks that I've done to hide it and your stutter is actually very interesting sounding because I can kind of hear your avoiding of it but if I didn't myself have a stutter, I probably wouldn't notice it. And Jay, I'm wondering, like, since you don't stutter, if if you have kind of been hearing that too. Well, I, I first want to say that this is an absolutely beautiful moment, and I'm just honored to be a part of it. Uh, I, as a podcast host myself, hearing what uh, Lupita is saying to you, it, it's like the the dream, right? I mean, this is what we all want to. to to hear from our guests that, that our, our communities mean something. So uh, this is very, very beautiful, and I'm, I'm honored to be here. I think it's really fascinating that the the idea of leaning away or, or trying to mask the, the stutter, uh, as a guy in recovery, um, one of the lasting impacts from my struggles with substance misuse and, and my severe addiction is um, there's a neurological issue where your brain actually forgets consonants uh and it's funny the name that the name the neurological name for that starts with a consonant and that's why i can't remember it but uh where it comes up is i'll be having a conversation with someone and all of a sudden i'll forget the word airplane and i'll be i won't be able to recall that word and i can catch myself as i'm going towards it like oh my god i don't i cannot remember this simple word that you sh everybody should know and I will do my best to pivot away and, and, and it will be very awkward. And, and if you didn't know any better, you would think that maybe this guy has a Christopher Walken way of speaking sometimes. But that's what I'm doing is I am trying to minimize the exposure of I cannot think of this word that every preschooler knows. You know, and that happens to me maybe once a day, twice if it's a bad day. And the idea that those of you in, in, in the stuttering community, this is something that you've all mastered. It's like sadly beautiful that you have this skill um, that you almost wish in a perfect world you didn't you didn't ever have to develop, you know? That's so interesting. And I have never thought of it that way. But I love that because 
as stutters, I feel like we have to constantly think on our feet, especially covert stutters. And it takes, it's like a lifelong self-training, which now I'm start, I'm, I really wanting to untrain myself. And um, I was recently at the National Stuttering Association conference where I was in person with people who stuttered for the first time in my entire life, just surrounded by people who stuttered. And for the first time, I was trying so hard to untrain myself of, of constantly catching my stutter before it happens, which makes my speech pattern very puzzly, where it's like, it's not like the smooth thing. It's like, uh, 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 uh. it's like, so in the conference, I just hearing all the stuttering, I just tried to just stutter through every conversation. And I was successful in certain instances, but I still kept finding myself catching myself. And so I really resonated with what you said, because it is a skill. And we are very intelligent in a way for being masters of it. And not every stutter can do that. Like, I think covert stutters have some sort of some sense of privilege in that we can hide our stutter and a lot of people who stutter can't um but i guess my point is that yeah it is it is in a sense beautiful even though it is a shame that we've had to like spend so much of our energy trying to hide something that we should never have done in the first place with what Jay said, I will sometimes when I'm talking to, you know, anyone and I'm talking about uh, my daughter and her name is Isabel. And sometimes the I like I get caught in the just in, in the eye. So instead of Isabel, I'll say my daughter because it just it just flows better, at least for me. So I'll just instead of. Uh, the other day I took I took Isabel to the park I'll say oh the other day I took my daughter to the park it just flows so it's just I and it, it doesn't happen all the time but I can definitely see it coming so then I know okay this is what I'm going to switch to so let me ask you something on that because when I can see it coming when, when I struggle to think of a word the the first feeling even even after you know i've been struggling with this, with this now i'm in recovery 12 years and i've been aware of it for a solid let's say five or six years at least the first nanosecond the feeling that i have is still one of panic before i'm able to all right get myself together and, and try to steer the ship away from whatever that word was and is that something, Lupita, that you also feel in those moments of, of a momentary panic before being able to right that ship or, or not right to turn the ship? Or, or, or have you gotten better at not feeling that sense of panic? Oh, no, I, I uh, panic. I get the sense of, sense of panic. I, I don't I just just now that I'm starting to like. Um, catch myself and try to not avoid the stutter so I will use a lot of fillers I will say um or I'll pretend that I'm like 
that I'm thinking or that I have something like in my throat and I'll kind of like make a like a like if I have you know sometimes you have like a scratch in your throat or something or an itch and then you kind of you know go like <clears throat> so, so I'll do that that'll be my filler and then that'll get me so I've I didn't notice that until recently until I've been just learning and um, and it's been through this podcast and then I've been just doing a little more um, reading and I've I when when I realized that I use these fillers it was like whoa I, I didn't I I wasn't aware but yes I definitely do feel that that panic yeah I, I think this is incredibly fascinating to me because you know the, obviously our our experiences are very different um not experiences are, are the causes of that panic i guess is very different but our experiences are the same and that is super interesting uh because no as as you know our gracious host here introduced me i i do not have what you would traditionally call a stutter but because of this sort of whatever you want to call it neurological barrier or whatever it is that i wrestle with i also use a lot of those same tools you were just saying lupita and that's that's very interesting to me that there's so much overlap and yet our our reasons for doing so are very vastly different it continues to fascinate me how many similar experiences people who stutter have with other folks experiencing totally different types of you can call it struggles or just daily things that people have to deal with and the similarities in that. And that's why I love having co-hosts who don't stutter because almost every time there's this connection and Jay, I had no idea we shared so much similarity in that having to think about word replacement. Like that is so that's such a cool discovery. Another similarity we have is building community around our struggle. Well, I can definitely say from from the substance misuse and addiction community that 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 uh, that sense of community is so important as we think about staying in recovery. And, and a lot of it is just that, like anything else, we're better together than we are alone. And so I can imagine uh, that, that Lupita, what you were saying earlier about how this podcast, which again is such a beautiful, uh, beautiful fact that this podcast has allowed you to feel that sense of community, and, and Maya, you should take that as such an incredible uh, feather in your cap uh, that that you are creating this amazing community, but that it allows you to every day maybe chip away at some of that stigma that we all internalize about our the parts of us that are not quote unquote normal that that you know that are not. Um, the, the, the accepted part of everyday culture when, you know, with us in the addiction community, uh, that's getting rid of the idea that, that what we went through was any sort of a failure. I can definitely say that I have, uh, that I have internalized um, stigma around stuttering. Um, be, you know, when I was very young in elementary school, and this was just like the kind of, when I realized, whoa, I, I talk differently and people notice, you know, there was, uh, I had a little friend and she asked, just, you know, straight up asked, why do you talk like that? I just stayed quiet and I didn't know what to say because I, 
you know, I was just so little. And now, you know, as, as an adult, I, especially at work, I feel like because I work with so many, um, with professionals and I work with, with families, I fear, I have this stigma of, or this idea that they won't take me seriously, that I won't be taken seriously because my, my speech doesn't flow or because I don't, I don't know, I, I don't talk like, you know, quote unquote, normal people do. Um, so it's, it, it, it's hard or it's been hard to learn that I have internalized th that um, and just to uh, be more aware and more mindful of when I feel that way, that's been a learning process and it continues to be. And that makes me think about your job in the human services field and what what is your experience like in the professional setting, especially layering in we're both women who stutter how how has that experience been like for you? Yes, I so I work with children in out of home care, so in in foster care or in you know some other type of out of home care. So I have um, constant um, communication with our volunteers and with social workers and just other professionals, and of course with the families. And I will before I go into these conversations I'm already thinking I need to I I need to be mindful of how I'm going to speak and how I'm going to go about this meeting because I don't want to I don't want them to think that I'm unprofessional and I I my type of or like the way I stutter is I have um blocks or I get blocked at the beginning of like words or things like that and uh, and then that's when I will you know bring in the fillers and things like that uh, and it's been yeah it's just thinking that or it's been it's a process trying to get away from the idea that when I'm having these meetings that people will view me as uh, not prepared or incompetent um, and that just comes from and I know because I've, I've done I've done some you know work on myself for the you know past few months and, and I know that it comes from just being mm, pointed out or being singled out and uh, when I was younger and then also a couple of my um, family members um, also have this stutter and I just remember when they would stutter um, they would get made fun of and I just like this is and I know that that's what I have in my mind I don't want to get made fun of so I will I try you know to stay away from uh, letting people uh, trying to stay away from actu actually stuttering the end of the year is fast approaching and Proud Stutter is setting a fundraising goal of $500 by the end of this year. This campaign is all about season three. We want to go big for season three. 
while we're still going to be doing a ton more episodes for season two, doing a whole entire season takes a lot of planning, time, and we really want to take the audio and sound design to the next level. And we also want to try to go after a lot more guests and we can't do it without your support. Can you help Proud Stutter reach its goal of $500? To contribute to our end of year fundraiser to produce season three, go to proudstutter.com slash donate. Thank you everyone for supporting the show. I'm learning so much from this conversation. Uh, as, as a person with people in my life who, who do stutter, I wonder is is so actually what, what I'm thinking back on is everyone's favorite movie when they're kid, uh, which is Billy Madison, and there's a very famous scene where he makes fun of a kid for for stuttering, and it's I guess it's one of those things you never really realize when you're young that like okay that as a kid that's very funny. But then you look back on it, you're like, okay, that's actually a really horrible thing that 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 was that was part of that movie, and and very clearly that that is those are moments that you know people internalize. I wonder uh, if you know when I'm struggling to come up a word with a word. I think for me that panic comes from I'm scared of people like feeling. Uh, not being patient, I guess would be the right way to say it. Does that resonate? Is that is that and and sort of jumping in or or uh, you were saying not being prepared? Is it is it because you think you're coming off as um, less intelligent in that way, or is it more that you know we all know and and especially as women, you know, guys jumping in and cutting you off is a frequent thing in all of your lives, I'm sure. Is that a thing that you are extra cognizant of because of your stutter? Yeah, I have had a lot of, I, I, this is constant. I have, when I try to, or when I am avoiding using the fillers, when I, you know, think, okay, I'm going to just, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to be myself. That's when people just fill in and will say the word that I'm trying to say based on the conversation that we're having. And I will just say, yeah, yeah, that, or yeah, or I'll just kind of nod and agree. But I'm like, no, I was, I was going, I was getting there. Like I wanted to, I was going to say the word. Um, so that is, that is hard. And yes, definitely fearing that people won't have the patience to, but, but then again, how will they have the patience if they don't know that I, that that's what I, you know, that I stutter so that, you know, they are also conscious about, about that. So it's, it's just trying to, um, again, uh, uh, for me right now, it's a, a, a process to know and to learn these things about myself and then to feel comfortable with voicing that out and to, I mean, the first my the first step was talking to my sister about it and just letting her know and when i talked to her i just i let it i stutter and i let myself be so that that's been just awesome and to think that with my sister i mean you know my my sister like i was never able to really be my true 100% self and now i am able to that's just been huge for me and i know that it's 
then, you know, then I think, okay, then it's going to be the next person, and then it's going to be the next person, and then I'll, you know, eventually just stutter on away, and I, and I know that I will, I will get there, but I do um, definitely feel that uh, if I do it when I'm not ready, that I'll just, it'll just take a toll on, on me, so I'm trying to you know, do, do it in a, the best way that I, that I can. Your approach in taking baby steps, that sounds really healthy to me. And it seems like to be a good process, um, of, of slowly opening up for me, it might seem like I just woke up one morning, started a podcast, (laughs) became out about my stutter, but really it, before committing to the show, it really took me also taking baby steps. Like I would open up to one person and then another person. And each time I opened up, it was just that much more freeing. And so I'm really happy that, you know, you're, you're following, you know, what you think is the best for you. Um, and I'm just so happy you, you have your sister and your daughter in your corner. And I'm sure, you know, as you, continue to open up that you'll just feel more and more comfortable in your own skin yeah and I also um I've also learned to I've noticed and I've catched myself that I will stutter more or, or I'll have yeah I'll just I'll just stutter more when I'm talking in Spanish when I when I'm speaking Spanish so I don't know what if that's like I, I I haven't done much research in that I don't know if that's uh, like if you speak two languages if that has something to do I, I I don't know but I just know that when I um am speaking in Spanish it'll come out even more or I'll and you know I'll feel even more panicked. <laughs> I keep hearing that stuttering in another language that isn't your first language is always super tough and i've had the same experience with languages too i've every new language i i try to learn i find myself stuttering way more in that language than than in english jay i want to turn it to you i just love the phrase choose your struggle like there is the this power in that phrase even though oftentimes with my stutter I feel out of control I feel like for the first time in my life with proud stutter I'm like controlling and choosing stuttering I I feel like that phrase has stuck with me and I kind of just wanted to hear more about the origin of that well, I, uh, I I definitely appreciate that it resonated so much with you. And when we first met, that was something that I was very impressed with uh, with you because you uh, were so very clearly choosing to embrace this part of you. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean that was evident from from day one at that conference. The 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 where choose your struggle comes from. Uh, is the fact that I am a, a, a white male born of privilege, immense privilege, uh, both financially and just the fact that I am a white male in this world, uh, especially in this country. 
And when I was young, I never had to worry about where my next meal was going to come from, where if there was going to be a roof over my head, that kind of stuff. And so I was able to I was afforded the privilege of being able to choose what I was going to struggle for. And and by that, I meant, you know, what causes I was going to get involved with and, and so forth. And then when I struggled with addiction for that period of my life, I lost that ability. My struggle became survival. It became uh, avoiding withdrawal was my number one struggle for multiple years, and withdrawal is awful, uh, and, and just getting through the day and then getting into recovery and all that. And so when I got into recovery and fully in 2015 embraced my, my path, I realized that what I had regained was the ability to choose what I was going to struggle for again. And for me, that was uh, making this choice to sort of like you embrace this part of me uh, that so many people in in my community keep hidden. Uh, And I decided I was done hiding it and I was going to be open about it. Um, And for me, the, the, the struggle that I chose was using my second chance in a world where most people don't get their first uh, and, and to, to, to help end the stigma and promote education around these topics I care about. Uh, and I, I truly think that no matter who we are, we all have that ability because, yes, this unfortunate, especially right now, there is so much that is being chosen for us that we have literally no control over. But in our lives, and I think you are, both of you are such incredible testaments to this, there are things that we can choose and you're both making these incredible choices to say enough with this stigma this is a part of who i am i'm not gonna keep you know uh, allowing that stigma to, to hide that piece of me and, and that's very um it, it's it's amazing to see and and, and i am uh, proud to to know both of you and, and co-sign your fight Thanks, Jay. You are an incredible ally to the stuttering community, and I would love you know to co-sign your fight as well. Um, so please sign me up for that. So to end the episode, I thought it would be cool to talk about what we're hopeful for. And sorry to put you on the spot, Lupita, but I'm wondering if you can tell us what you're hopeful for. I would say that to be able to be comfortable in my with my speech and that my uh, daughter can feel can see that in me and she can feel comfortable in her speech because or with her speech because she also stutters um, and she also has it's like we're the same person we're both trying to get things out and we can't and it's so and it's actually hilarious when we're like arguing like me arguing with an almost five-year-old and we're just, we can't get things out of our mouth. And it's like, okay, let's take a break. And I will say, I will tell her, okay, let's take a break. Let's breathe. And then we can continue. So that, you know, so I don't, because I don't want her to feel the same way I did growing up. And that when she gets to adulthood, that she has to be struggling with feeling comfortable with her speech that's my hope for her and for you know other for other people too and other uh, uh, other kids wow how lucky is she to have a mother that also stutters that's amazing and i know it's not something you probably wished on her to also have a stutter but what 
better support system than to have someone that she, she can she'll never be alone in her stutter which is amazing yeah it's definitely it's definitely special and i've definitely learned to see it as that as something special and it's just another bond that we that we have and it's it's nice to see that we can both be ourselves with with each other i spend a lot of time feeling hopeless right now because of just gestures at everything um but the 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 one there are a couple things that give me a lot of hope and i think one of them is that more and more guys like me are are happily taking the back seat and we are moving away from this idea that white privileged dudes have to be the forefront i i and and we're almost moving towards a point where that is not only is that not the the norm but it's actually a negative right when i show up at places and this has happened to me a couple times and i've been invited to speak and i look at the the you know list of everyone speaking and it's all white dudes i'm just like no not not a chance not knocking the thing not a thing i'm gonna do and you know that used to be sort of that would be weird if somebody said no because of that and now that's becoming not only more accepted but like more uh, the norm for people to be like, this isn't cool. Like we, we got to do better than this. And so a diverse voice, diverse set of voices, both from lived experience over learned experience and uh, you know, just different, different people from different backgrounds is only going to make us better. So that is uh, when I try to find a little bit of hope, stuff like that gives me hope. This conversation is giving me so much hope. And I think that is a great, place to end. Thank you both so much for being on Proud Stutter. And that's it for this episode of Proud Stutter. This episode of Proud Stutter was produced and edited by me, Maya Chupkov. Our music was composed by Augusto Denise and our artwork by Mara Ezekiel and Noah Chupkov. If you have an idea or want to be part of a future episode, visit us at www.proudstutter.com. And if you like the show, you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Want to leave us a voicemail? Check out our show notes for the, the number to call in. More importantly, tell your friends to listen too. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Be proud and be you. Be you.